What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Share the Road podcast. Uh, I am your host, Chris Abel, and we have a really good one set up for you this week, especially for all of you who might be new to the running scene. Whether that is that you finally completed your first 5K and you want to know where to go next, or maybe you've never done a 5K and you want to know how to get started, we're going to go over running. Uh, other things that you need to do with your lifestyle choices to help you achieve maybe some of those weight loss goals or getting to that next level of running. Shoes, motivation, signing up for races, a lot of good things piled into this episode. I'm joined by a dear friend of mine, Hadley Louts, and just so much energy and positivity in this episode. I think you're really gonna enjoy this one. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. Let's do this. All right, I am sitting here with great friend of mine, athlete and just positive vibes extraordinaire. Also a special education teacher at the Burns Middle School, Co Foxes. Co Foxes. <laughs> oh my God. What's up, Adley? How's hey. it going? Hey, <laughs> happy to be here. Just yeah. happy to be here. Sweet, awesome. Well, we're glad you are. Uh, so I'm. We're introducing something now where uh, we're we're gonna have a little additive here. So Adley, what what are you drinking during this uh, recording? I'm having the West Sixth Hop Static IPA. Oh, nice. And I am having the Sun King Brewery IPA. Cheers, Atlas. Cheers. Uh, I don't know about mine. How's yours? No? Yeah, I'm not sure. Listen, Uh, let me, hold on. A little bit of citrus. Yeah, you could taste the hints. A little little bit of pine. I think I got a lot of pine. It's like I just ate an orange, but I'm walking through a pine tree Like Georgia? Like maybe some Georgia pine? I could, yeah. Georgia pine vibes. Wow. Obi is also here with us, and he is already being a little shit. But, so we want to talk today about getting into running. What are you going to do? There are a lot of positive, I guess, methods out there of, oh, I'll do couch to 5k or maybe you ran earlier in your life and so you kind of know how to build that mileage up you know that you can run a mile but I just think in general it can be kind of intimidating very intimidating to get to get into I mean it's I remember when I started running like before I went to the army and it would be like I would do a mile and it would be like you know, all out for a nine and a half minute pace. And then I'd be like, wow, I hated that. I, Can't wait to do it in two days again, you know? I can specifically remember going to the gym in college and running a mile and hating every step of it. But when I finished, thought that that was a great achievement, like one yeah. mile. Yeah, right. And so... I. 5Ks have exploded in the past few years. I mean, you have the Thanksgiving 5Ks going around, and, you know, every Turkey trots. There you go. There you go. Fourth of July usually has one. St. Patrick's Day. There are just 5Ks for literally every occasion. They're a great way to raise money for charities and all kinds of things like that. But it's also brought this whole new thing of getting ready for running and starting running. It's really brought a lot of people into it. But 
for somebody who maybe has never been a runner before, we want to give you guys a little bit of insight today on the popular method of couch to 5K. We're going to break that down a little bit, and then we're going to go from there. Sounds good. Let's dive into it. Let's do it. Okay, sweet. So Hadley actually has the app, and so one C25. of the big things, one of the big things with the C25K. C25K, C25K, is that it's an interval training. You open it up and daily inspiration, give it all you've got because you never know if there's going to be a next time. I feel like we need to stop recording. (laughs) 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 And then at the bottom there's an ad for best mobile oxygen device. some daily inspiration for the C25K, you can also get a fantastic new oxygen, oxygen tank. tank. Free with your training plan. No. <laughs> It'll be waiting for you at the finish Use line. Use discount code BREATHE. <laughs> BREATHE25K. Oh my gosh. Alright, so we have interval-based <laughs> workouts, and why don't we just Take a look at day one. What is it going to have us do, Hadley? Week one, day one, you're going for a brisk five-minute warm-up walk, then alternating 60 seconds of jogging and 90 seconds of walking for a total of 20 minutes. Okay. This is week one, day one. Great, and I think that that is absolutely an awesome workout. I mean, we even do those in basic training in the military towards the beginning is that's kind of part of the conditioning phase that we have that initial conditioning of making sure that we can actually have our heart rate that high for you know a certain amount of time so you're training your body and it also helps to continue burning calories as you're going to I think it's important to point out that you're alternating walking and jogging. I don't think that people should be scared of the walking and the jogging method. I think people sometimes expect, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to run for yeah, 20 minutes. For sure. But it's okay to, to rock, to yeah. run walk, to run a little bit, walk a little bit. I feel like that's going to help build up that endurance that you need. For sure. And I've had a lot of people who have complained to me at some point or another about getting shin splints or, you know, maybe they get cramps. Yeah, plantar fasciitis. Man, I mean, if you're going into this thing too hard and your body's not used to the pounding that running delivers, I mean, I still get hurt. And I mean, I throw around 40 miles a week. You know, so if you don't run at all, we don't want to scare you away from it, but you definitely need, you need to follow this plan and not be scared of conditioning your body and getting your body used to that impact over and over again. Would you say the Couch to 5K plan works? Um, After reviewing it, I really think everybody's different. For sure. But, you know, you're starting off 
and you're doing these run walks and then you're adding a little bit more running, taking away a little bit more walking each week. Yeah. It just seems like it would make sense. It makes sense. I mean, you're building yeah. your endurance slowly. You're not rushing into it. Yeah. I, I, so does it work? I think it absolutely has the potential to, but I want to hop over really quick to their website and I want to read some of their success stories because first of all, I just think it's incredibly entertaining. And second of all, uh, it, it has, it brings up a very solid point that we want to make to all of you immediately. Okay. So here is, um, here's a great one. Elizabeth. I used to be in a wheelchair and have undergone five major leg operations. I am now down over a hundred pounds. Your app helped me achieve something I've always wanted to do. Okay, first of all, Elizabeth, hell yeah. Good. That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. Let's look at another one. Let's look at another one. I have eliminated all need for HBP and diabetic medications in a short eight weeks. I have never felt better and have undoubtedly added quality to my life. Thanks, Zen Labs. You guys rock. Let's see. In this last year, I have lost 97 pounds, gotten off insulin, nine other medication, completed the C to 5K app, and started the 10K app. Life is a blessing. I'm starting to notice a trend here. Mm -hmm. I started C to 5K in an effort to drop some weight and get healthier. I finished C to 5K, have lost 40 pounds, and just participated in my first 5K race earlier today. What a feeling. It's so amazing that I've made it this far. Check out more incredible success stories from real people just like you. Was there anything that really stuck out to you about uh, these success stories? Um, no mention of diet? Or literally good sleep, or maybe anything else. Other than the app? Other than the app. Okay, so we want, this is kind of the next thing we want to target, is that, you know, if you want to get into running the C2 5K, as far as structuring your training, is a great way to help keep you accountable on mm -hmm. your workouts, to help give you workouts, to give you guidance and to know how long you should work out for. What it doesn't necessarily do is the heavy lifting and the other aspects of your life. So ask me if the C2 5K app will work if you don't change your diet. Chris, will the C2 5K app work if you do not change your diet? <clears throat> no, <Nerf>. okay. <laughs> it's like, how about no? All right, it's it's just absolutely not. You're not gonna lose weight just running and walking. You, you literally cannot get into the shape you need to get into unless you make some diet changes as well. Uh, easy ways to kind of change your nutrition. Uh, we'll just kind of spitball some here. I think a big one for me was I cut out soda. Mm. Just entirely, yes. just cut absolutely. it out. If you're a caffeine addict, uh, get you a nice coffee pot. I drink like eight cups of coffee a day. Here's a fun fact. Yeah? You drink one soda a day. Do you know how much sugar you're consuming in one month? I have no idea. One pound of Oh sugar. my gosh. And that's just sticking on you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so... So that'd be a good one to cut out. Great one to cut out. You know, cutting out things is great and everything, but I am more into adding more whole foods to my diet, more plant-based foods, things that aren't... You don't buy them in a package, so... The perimeters of the grocery store, you know, you got your spinach, your berries, your fruit, your vegetables, things like that. I would much rather have a, you know, spinach salad with blueberries and uh, walnuts than like a packaged, you know, deli meat processed sandwich with bread for lunch. Sure, absolutely. Sense. Yeah, definitely. And now, we're not asking you to go and give up meat. We're not saying that you need to do that. And if you're not a salad person, you don't necessarily have to eat salad either. But I think a big thing is definitely in the whole foods department. You know, stop yes. buying your foods made mm-hmm. for you, whether that be going to a restaurant, mm-hmm. even if you're going to like Subway, even if you're going to Panera, even if you're going to these places, they have to make shortcuts in order to make their profit. And so you're not necessarily getting this fantastic meal that you think you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely ma- just making the food yourself is a huge step in becoming healthier. I feel like it gives you the control over your health that you mm. may be lacking. Absolutely. Making it yourself rather than, you know, yeah, just popping it in the microwave or buying it from a restaurant. What about meal prep? Meal prep! <laughs> <laughs> I love to meal prep. Every night before I go to bed, I have to make my lunch for the next day or yep. I will not eat lunch the next day. Yep. Sundays are your friend. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, instead of just sitting around on your butt, that's another part of... You know, changing that lifestyle is, you know, cooking meals for yourself. And on top of that, you'll never, you'll never know what you can actually accomplish if you don't think you're a good cook. Like, go find some recipes, try it out. You'll get better. It's just mm-hmm. something you gotta do. Diet in general is extremely personal, and I don't want to turn this whole episode into a nutrition thing, but I think it is a huge part of making the change to be, having an active lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You can't have one without the other. So it's absolutely necessary that we talk about it. So my recommendation is, yeah, just clean whole foods mm-hmm. and just get in that habit. Grilled mm-hmm. chicken, broccoli, and rice is a great mm-hmm. place to start. Staple. Easy. Super easy. Get you some Cajun seasoning. Throw it down on that chicken. Throw the chicken in the oven. Throw some broccoli in the microwave. Hey, if you have an air fryer, good for you. We're in a one-income house over here, Hadley, so we don't have an air fryer. Unless Obi gets off his bum ass Obi, and starts working. Get he's, a job. He's chewing on something in there. I don't know what it is. Anyway. Anyway. So, so yeah, definitely just chicken, broccoli, and rice. That's all I did in college. That's all you need. That's all I did in Podcast college. Podcast I just threw all that in. Let's talk shoes. Shoes, uh, so, all right, well. Well, Hadley, I've I, had these shoes for like three or four years now. Okay. I work in them, I oh, walk no. in them, I oh, no. uh, go to the park, I, you know, Listen, all these things. I, I vacationed in them, I used them at Disney World. They are called running shoes for a reason. You run in them, you don't 
go to work in them. You don't walk to Disney World in them. You don't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so your running shoes you should only run in. The more you wear them, Mm. the faster you're gonna wear them out. Mm. All right. So. And they also wear out differently. And you're walking when you walk than they versus do when running. you run. Yes, because your foot strike is different when you walk versus mm-hmm. when you run. So, what I would suggest if you are new to this, if you need a new pair of shoes, go to a local specialty running store or some facility that sells running shoes. Get fitted by someone that knows what they're talking about. Everyone's foot is different, okay? Everyone's arches are different. Everyone's um, stride is different. Some people pronate. Some people have high arches, low arches. Okay, so you should get your foot analyzed by someone that knows what they're doing, and they will fit you in the shoe that you need that will best support your running. You mean I can't just look down at my foot and know what my foot's doing in stride? You, you cannot because it could be rolling over. You, you don't even know what's happening. You should have someone look at your foot for sure whenever you run. And that would prevent a lot of injury issues. I have. have seen, so I work part-time also at a running shop, and I have seen so many people come in and complain of foot pain or knee pain or shin pain or any type of pain, and I look at their shoes, they're either too small, that's the biggest Mm. thing, they're too small, or they're not in the right shoe. So they might have low arches and they have way too much arch support. Mm. They might pronate or supinate and they're in a neutral shoe, whereas they need to be in a stability shoe. Sure. So I really just would suggest going to and getting a proper shoe fitting before you start this process because if you get hurt right off the bat, it's only going to just make you not want to do it anymore. Absolutely. It's going to totally dissuade you from ever getting into it again. I mean, and that happens to just amateur athletes in general. You get hurt and you're just like, woe is me, screw this, you know. Um, Really easy to give up then. And then, and then talking about form too, I, I do, I do kind of want to hit on some things. If you're just getting into running and you know, a lot of people like to focus on, oh, well, I'm trying to make sure that I have a heel strike. Well, I'm trying to make sure that I have a forefoot strike. You need to be doing what's natural for you. Yes. Um, you need to really make sure that obviously you don't want to be flat foot if you hear this every time you go run you need to get that checked out you need to get that checked out because you're hitting the ground way too hard you're putting way too much stress on your joints but making sure you know and you'll know right away if it feels like you're forcing yourself to four foot strike heel strike and see if that feels more natural but I think a great caveat to that was going to the running store going Mm -hmm. to the running shoe store and have them take a look at your gait they know it's much easier to have somebody who knows what they're looking at take a look at you or even a physical therapist Mm -hmm. too Uh, I know we have a great clinic in town RPI that we have a lot of friends who are runners and 
you know, they, they would be happy to take a look at you and see if your gait is healthy and if you're running flat foot, find out why. You might mm-hmm. have some tightness and mobility things going on mm-hmm. that they can help out with. Another thing with form, and one of the reasons why a lot of people get side stitches and things like that, is they're rotating their core while they're running, like too much. So like they're moving their arms and they're twisting their whole body and they're trying to do the power walk while Mm. they're running. That'll actually cause a side stitch (laughs) and uh, a lot of those things to happen. So how do you keep from your core from twisting around all over the place? Core exercises, ab workouts. Core exercises, so important for runners. And so easy. Your core workouts, how long do they last typically? Five to ten minutes. Everyone has five to ten minutes. No doubt. Like, it, and it could even be, you could do them right before bed. Mm -hmm. You can do it right when you wake up. I like to do mine, like, right at the end of a run. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because it kind of helps me to keep those joints going and uh, make sure that um, my body kind of knows, like, haha, yeah. I like to do mine while I watch Netflix. Ooh, Mm -hmm. nice. Because you and Jordan watch a lot of TV. We watch TV every single night. What are some things in our lifestyle that could also, that a lot of people probably don't change when they're trying to be healthier? Uh, that could help improve their success for running and probably usually the one that goes along with this probably most people's reason for running is weight loss Mm. so what are some things with lifestyle changes that people oftentimes you think miss I think maybe sleep schedule for sure I mean I think that so your body recovers when it's sleeping so if you are you know, like, oh, yeah, my body for the first time in 15 years is getting out and we're putting a foot to pavement and I'm hammering my joints, but I'm still only going to, I'm going to go to bed at 2 a.m. like I do every night because I'm too busy, uh, you know, talking to people or social media and then I'm going to wake up at 7 a.m. to go to work or 6 a.m. to go to work and your body's not getting the mm-hmm. chance to recover. And it really, really needs to, especially in this time, because your body is just now, for the first time, it's kind of in shock. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you're getting that good sleep, making sure that water... I was going to say hydration was my next one. Hydration is so important. So I should just be drinking Gatorade, right? <sighs> no, too much sugar. Wait, Gatorade has sugar? Gatorade has lots of sugar. Except for Gatorade Zero... But Gatorade Zero has aspartame in it, which is an artificial sugar. Oh. So, drink water. Drink water. And it doesn't have to be fancy water either. Literally, just, and I know everybody's like, oh, well, you can't drink your tap. Go drink your tap. You can drink your tap. Go drink your tap. I've been doing it for my entire life, and I'm still here. Yeah, you in fact, we would love for you to drink your tap and not go buy the big thing of plastic oh, water bottles at yes. the grocery store. Because, uh, yeah, you know, we don't we don't want that ending up in, like, a sea turtle's eye or something like that. So, so that I, I have always heard that you are supposed to drink your body weight, half of your body weight, 
in ounces of water a day. Mm. Okay, so if okay. you weigh 120 pounds, you are supposed to drink 60 ounces of water per day. I think that seems good. Yeah. For sure. And That's two Nalgene's. But you can One also... One 30 ounces. You can also overhydrate. So make sure yes. that you are taking into account what you're taking in. And overhydration can be as severe as putting on unwanted water mass, but also as severe as... You're peeing all your nutrients out. Water poisoning. No. <laughs> yeah, you can die. You can die? <laughs> yeah, I don't From drinking too much water? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is a thing. It is a thing, wow. but I don't think that's going to happen to anybody. If you or a loved one feels like you're suffering from water poisoning, <laughs> call the hotline. Two seven zero. Two seven zero. What's your phone number? <laughs> oh, that ain't happening. <laughs> nice <-hundred>. try. <laughs> Too much water. <laughs> Too much. All right. So life after couch to five. Got you, 5K. I think one of the hardest things that can happen for a new runner is staying motivated, keeping yourself, whether it be interested or thinking, am I actually improving? Mm -hmm. um, or maybe you're just getting bored. Mm -hmm. I actually had somebody message me that, uh, you know, they can actually already run four or five miles, but they're just bored. Mm -hmm. So what are... What do you think are some ways that somebody can stay motivated or find new motivation uh, with their new found hobby? I would say, number one, personally, uh, finding a good group run or mm. a running partner. No doubt. I started running because for the health. You know, I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to be in shape. Mm. But I continue to run for the social aspects of it. Yeah. I think, and honestly, yeah, I totally agree. My, all my friends I have in town, I met running. Yep. Um, I was running before I moved back to Owensboro, and now that I'm back, I kept running and eventually got up the courage to actually go to a group mm -hmm. run, and rest is history. Yes, I think finding a good run group or even a good training partner just to hold you accountable gives you motivation to keep going you know like maybe you both set a goal together like hey let's run this race together or hey you know i'm doing this long run this day you want to come with me it's it's a great way to keep things interesting you don't get bored i think running partners would be my number one motivation that i keep running for like, sure and i think that accountability goes mm -hmm. so far like you feel so bad if you bail on an early morning workout on your friend. You, do. you feel like such a piece of crap because it's like, dang, they got up and my ass overslept or my ass texted them and was like, yeah, I'm not coming today. And they're like, oh, okay, well, I'm, or maybe they don't go. Then how bad do you feel? You but know, then so on the flip side, how good do you feel 
When yeah. you show up early morning to that run and you yeah. see your bestie and you're oh, like, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It's like you grow together. We're about to throw down together. And then we'll, and maybe your coworkers and you go to work and you're walking in just like, you feel like there's explosion, like you're in a yeah. Michael Bay movie. There's yes. explosions behind you. There's the heroic music. Mm-hmm. Maybe some slow motion you flip your hair out of your face yeah find find some training partners (laughs) find some training partners that's a really great one and honestly probably the best piece of advice that we'll give you on this podcast. yes you know it just it makes it so much better um as adults we get so hung up on um whatever it may be dog job um you know, cleaning the house or whatever it is that are our responsibilities that a lot of times we neglect the social needs that we have as humans. And if you kind of attach running to that, Mm -hmm. it quickly becomes an addiction, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's a big part of that. Um, So another motivator could also be, uh, you mentioned keeping a training log. Yes, training log. So whether that be a little journal that you have and you write down your times and your mileage or Strava, the app, the popular mm. running, cycling, swimming app right now where you can track all of your runs. Um, training logs, I feel like, are a great way to see your progress. Um, specifically, the Strava app, You're so it's kind of like a social media of fitness so you post your runs you can see your other friends runs you can give them kudos you can comment and say wow nice splits man or you know you can upload photos and it's just a great way to be connected and but also like track your progress if that makes sense yeah i definitely think keeping a training log or utilizing strava is an amazing idea i mean strava is so cool you can map your runs You can utilize the pacing, all these different things. You can even, if you have, I think it's only if you have the Summit, which is Mm -hmm. like $2.99 a month or whatever, um, you can actually send out a beacon to your family that's like, hey, I'm on a run, and if you stay in one spot for too long, it's like, Hey, I need help. So, like, if you get hurt, it can actually send uh, send something out to your family. Yeah, exactly. And, um, but I think one thing that it actually took me a while to learn was not to compare myself to others, Mm -hmm. right? And that's so important because, you know, even, even at a higher level, Mm-hmm. I mean, there are times where others are trying to training to do a race super fast and I'm just building mileage and I'm like, oh, wow, look at how fast they're running mm-hmm. and how slow mm-hmm. I am. I definitely, as a slower runner, I feel like I look at some of my friends' times and I'm like, oh, wow, that, how do they do that? You know, I should be doing that. Right. I should be that fast. But... You know, we all have our individual paces. It's yeah. okay. We're all out there doing it. Right. Getting exactly. it done. So I feel like, yeah, sometimes it's good. You can look and be like, oh, wow, they went for a run today. I, I should go for a run today. Yeah. But when it goes too far mm. and you're, you know, you start to start, you start comparing yourself, like, uh, getting down on yourself. 
I'll never be that fast. I'll never so. be that fast. I'll yeah. never be able to run a time like that. That's when it's maybe you should stay, take a step back and. I actually um, did something interesting the other day as I went back. To, I've been running for about uh, four years now, and I went back to the beginning of my Strava. And I love um, doing that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love doing that. I saw my first four mile run, and it was at an eleven fifteen pace, and my heart rate was at like one fifty six. And it's like, holy shit, <laughs> you know, like, so that was me starting out running, and I mean now. I can sustain a 7.40, 7.30 pace running a marathon. And so not saying that necessarily to toot my own horn, mm-hmm. but saying that is it's a process. Mm-hmm. And you start somewhere, and if you stick to a program and you take care of all the things that we've been talking about, keeping your training log and seeing the little bitty progress that mm-hmm. you make, I mean, it you will get... That is why a training log is cool. Yeah. Because wherever you start, you only can go up. And it's just really awesome to look back and think, man, look at all this hard work that I have put in. Look at where I am now. And I, on another point, whenever you do start running consistently and you run for, you know, four years, it's really cool to see where you started, the achievements you make along the way. Maybe you get injured here and there. And the comebacks, mm, yeah, you know, it's just, it's, it's really cool to see. I would say a training log paired with a good running partner or community or group run. For sure. Boom. Magic. Yeah, absolutely. Two big motivators. What do you think about running with music? I like to run with music if I'm running by myself. I love listening to music. I'm a big music person. I recently went on a long run and listened to 80s rock the entire time. And the whole time I was singing and I was like jamming out and I just loved it. Yeah. It was great. And it pumps you up. Other times when I'm running with friends, I don't like to run with music because I like to talk. I like to socialize. For so sure. I think um, personal preference, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. people enjoy running to clear their mind. They yeah. don't want to listen to anything. You that, know? I think that's where I'm in. That's, that's where, where you're I'm at in. right yeah. now? My, my head just moves a million miles per minute. Monkey uh, brain. You know, anyway. And I, I think running for me is kind of a self-medicating yeah. thing for my ADHD. And so my brain kind of organizes itself when I'm on my runs because all I'm doing is putting one foot in front of the other and I can just think Mm -hmm. and so I really like that's a motivating thing for me because if I don't go on my run um I'm messed up in Mm -hmm. that I'm messed up in that so it's like I gotta go you organize your thoughts on your runs then yeah see that's so interesting because I feel like when I go for a run I'm not wanting to think about anything. I just want, you know, mm. I'm just focusing on the run. So yeah. that's 
So I think definitely the, the, the biggest thing as far as motivating is you need to ask yourself why you're running. Why are you running? What 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 do you want to get out of this? Yeah, and if it's if it's weight loss, which is uh, kind of what started off being for me, or if it is friendship, like we talked about, or I was interviewing Katie Fenwick in episode two, and the big reason she started running is she had a young family, uh, she had three kids, and she just wanted to find time for herself you know, find time to be alone. So mm-hmm. no matter what it is that you're doing, I think the way for you to continue to run and continue to do all these things is to ask yourself why it is you're doing mm-hmm. it and to figure out what that is and just hang your hat on it and continue to do it. And at the end of that long workout or that hard workout where you're ready to quit, you're ready to throw the towel in, you're like, why am I doing this? That's when you tell yourself why you started. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about life after you finished your 5K. You've done your 5K. You're excited. You're happy. But your couch to 5K training plan is up. Now what? Now what do you do? Um... So, and I think that this is a big thing. If you've never had a coach, um, I think that this is probably going to be something that you're going to learn a lot from because I actually got this from uh, when I hired my first coach to run a half marathon. And it's how to structure your training. So one of the big questions I got from somebody, uh, which uh, ever since I started the podcast, I've been getting a lot of questions from people about training, which is awesome it's the whole reason i started the pod is i wanted to not only inspire you know people who are ultra marathoners but people who want to get into this thing that i love so much and i think uh, just to throw in there real quick that that's one of the coolest things about the running community is how open they are to very inclusive yes we want to see people succeed mm-hmm. and all that. So here are, I could I could charge you for some of this, but you know here it is for free. Um, if you just got done with your five k and you're wanting to know, okay, I want more endurance, I want more speed, you you really need to specify certain days of the week for that. So. Um, for example, the person who messaged me, they were like, hey, I'm doing two miles every other day and then I just add a half mile onto that each week and I'm like okay and they said well is that a good way to build endurance and I was like I just don't necessarily see the point Mm -hmm. in making every day the same distance so here's what I would recommend to somebody who is trying to structure their training is that maybe you do an interval kind of speed work day. Mm -hmm. You can keep up with the uh, walk and run. You can do 6120s. You can do whatever it is you want to do. But just making sure you've got a day that you're dedicating to running a little bit out of your comfort zone. Pushing yourself just a little bit, um, but not to the point of like, I'm miserable, I'm Mm -hmm. dying. But your heart rate should be up comfortably uncomfortable. I like that. Like it. Dig it. 
Um, and then I think two days after that, you do like a stupid easy. You've already done a 5K, so maybe you do a mile or two if a mile is just pish posh to you at this point. Um, maybe run two miles at just incredibly easy conversational pace. So I like to, whenever I give training advice to people, I talk to them about effort zones because I think that getting into heart rate zones and all that too early, you just don't really know what you're mm-hmm. looking at. And we don't want you to have to go out and buy all the equipment that is needed to do heart rate training. So I like to think of it as five is max effort, you're dying. One is you are talking to somebody, you know, like you can have a full on conversation. Your breathing isn't in spurts or anything. And so that's one. So I like to say that your Tuesday runs, your fast runs, when you're on, it's like a four, Mm -hmm. you know, but when you're off, you're totally at a one, Mm -hmm. maybe even a little below. On your Thursday runs where you're doing like a nice little one or two miles, you start off at a one, but eventually you're up at a two. And then for your long run, say on Saturday, say you've been doing four miles and now you're going to push up to five miles, you're going to be at a two effort. Mm -hmm. And then Sunday you do a mile at a one effort. And I think that would really be, I basically, that is the model that I do my runs now on. I don't have as many days off anymore. Uh, I throw some other things in, but I still do fast workouts on Tuesdays. I still do long runs on Saturdays. So it kind of is that same anchor from when I first started running. I think we should never underestimate the power of an easy run. Oh, They're very no important. Kidding. I feel like a lot of times when people are just getting into running, they mm-hmm. just go out and they just run yeah. as hard as they can. And then they call it a day. And yeah. then they get up the next day and they do the exact same thing. Sure. And then two months later... They're burnt out. They're tired. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't know what easy is, if you can throw out a nine-minute mile, you need to go out and you need to run a 11 or 12-minute mile mm-hmm. for an easy for an easy mileage. Um, you, you really have to train yourself to run easy. You do. I, actually, when I first started uh, running, John Gleason, my trainer, he had me out running at like a 12 or 14 minute pace, which I could already run like a 16 minute two mile. And so I was just like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize at the time, but he was training me how to run easy mm-hmm. uh, because it is the trick to longevity and mm-hmm. not killing your love of it mm-hmm. for sure. I think that, that that is, I mean, more than anything, uh, the, the, easy the important one. The easy runs big. Um, so what what are some other great things? Just some added tidbits here for the end. Uh, running can take you some really cool places. And I think you should explore new places. I think that keeps your motivation up. It keeps you interested in running. You know, don't just run the same old 5K mm. route every single day. Go somewhere new. Go to go drive somewhere so that you are somewhere new. It's so easy to just walk out the door, which this is one great thing of running. You can literally walk outside your front door and then just run. But it might get older after a while. Yeah. You know, you just keep running the same streets over and over again. You see the same house, the same dog chases you, you know. <laughs> 
go drive to a, a local park, go, you know, drive to your local running shop and run from there instead. Go yeah. to your friend's house, run from there. I feel like exploring new places can keep that running, you know, your <laughs> register for a race in a different city. Yes, uh, but more than just that, register for a race. Register Period. for a race. Sign up for it. Yes. Because if you if you say like, well, I'm thinking about doing this race, then it's like, yeah, I'll sign up for it eventually. You're never gonna you're not gonna do the damn race. Just do it. Just sign up for it. The best way to get started is to get started. Yeah, start training after you sign up for it. Don't start training to sign up for it. Mm -hmm. Like, register for the race and then start getting to work. Because if you do it the other way around, you're not gonna do the you're not gonna do the truth. Uh, do the race. So, I think I think that just about covers all our bases. What do you think? Anything else? Legends. Yes. Good call. Fit to 5K. Fit to 5K. F to 5K. <laughs> oh, We're man. your hosts. We are your co-coaches. 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 <laughs> Chris and Haddle. Coming at you. Uh, if you are in the Owensboro area, um, we would love. 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 For you to come and join us for Fit to 5K. We're going to be getting you ready for all those summer 5K seasons that are coming your way. Um, and we're just going to be giving you tips. It's going to be based on ability groups. Um, so it, whether or not you are a coucher and you sit on your couch all the time and you want to get off the couch. Or if you know you can run a mile, or if you know you can do three miles, but you want to get that thing faster, um, we're going to be having structured workouts for each of those different ability levels to make sure those people's needs are uh, met. This is at Legends. Okay, Legends. Starts March 21st. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned to the Legends Facebook page for more yeah. information. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to message either of us. Uh, I am, my personal Instagram is at the cable guy. Hadley, where are you at? At Haddle, H-A-D-D-L-E. Awesome. So thank you, Hadley, for coming on and joining us on the Share the Road podcast this week. It's been really awesome having you. It was so fun. Thank Never you so much. Ever thought about co-hosting? Co oh, oh, I'd love man. to. Yeah. I'd love yeah, to. Yeah, we're going to have to have Hadley on more often. We were kind of worried about where this would go because we are a very similar personality and we did not know what was going to happen. We're just really excited about life. Just really happy to be here, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Hadley. We appreciate it. See you guys later. All right, guys, that'll be our show for this week. Hopefully you found something that inspired you or something new that you can add to your training regime, whether that be how to schedule your training or how to approach couch to 5K or your nutrition or gear, whatever it may be. If you have any questions, make sure you give Hadley and I a shout at the tags that we shared earlier. And if you have something that you want to share with the show, whether it be training advice or a question, something you're excited about or a story that you'd like to share with the world, 
give me a holler at share the road pod on Instagram or slash share the road podcast on Facebook. I love hearing from you guys. Thanks again so much for listening. I'm actually heading out uh, tomorrow to go down to Atlanta to watch the Olympic trials marathon. I am so excited. I'm going to be meeting up with Jamie Atkins, who is an Owensboro native who now lives in Colorado Springs, who qualified to run the trials this year, which is just so cool because she's an amateur endurance athlete. She's an occupational therapist. So we're going to get a chance to talk to her and pick her brain and I am just so stoked. Be on the lookout for a bunch of content that we're going to be putting together uh, in Atlanta this weekend. Uh, Joseph Powers is going to be my travel buddy. It's going to be a lot of fun. So be tuned in for that Olympic watch. Thanks again for tuning in guys. As always, so much love to you all. It's been such a fun journey doing this. I It's nice to have an outlet to share my love for running. So get out there this week. It's going to be warming up, do some training, get together with some friends, make sure you're pushing yourself hard and all in all and every day, always make sure you share the road. Much love guys. Abel out.